1: Shiley, you're in a place to be. What's up? How you doing?
0: Woohoo. I'm excited to be here. I love the energy. Let's party it up today.
1: I love it too, man. So, uh, yeah. So you're what, so you're a big social media person. Is that what's going on? I know you're like, you kind of geek out on TEDx stuff and. I do. Um,
0: I got my, de- my ex right here from TEDx. Yeah. Um, yes, I do love social media. I love it. Now, some people might be like, Oh, like, are you an influencer? Do you have bajillions of followers? And I'm like, and maybe you'll agree with me. You tell me, it's not about the number of bajillions of followers. If you have, a handful of amazing epic people uh, that could be worth so much more than a bajillion people who barely care about you so i'm always about how to help people capture that or capture if they already have that in the real world capture it and redirect it towards whatever purposes they've got yeah. in a way that's authentic and real that's yeah. my spiel there you go agree oh,
1: disagree Girl, i agree because you know speaking of a bajillion followers you know I, sometimes i go to accounts and i see that they have you know, a hundred thousand followers or 10,000 followers, but then you go down and you look at their pages and or their feed or content, whatever you want to say. And they have seven likes. I was like, yeah, mm, it's these, did you buy these? Yeah. Did you buy these
0: people? It's nothing.
1: Yeah. And it's just, you know, I, I don't really get the justification behind doing that. Does that make sense?
0: It's, it's no, it does. I think, look, there's, I, I learned this from a comedian. They're like, well, sometimes the comedy clubs like to book us when they see the numbers, but now like this is like five, 10 years ago, they mentioned this to me. It's like, now they know that the numbers aren't actually engaged. It's not going to fill the seats. So uh, if, if those people don't really care about you, it doesn't really matter. But if you made best friends with them, when you used to be a part of a club together in college and you're still friends on LinkedIn, and now they work in a position to hire you at their company, there's an opportunity there to stay sure. in touch and remind them that you're amazing. Based on a foundation of trust that you already have, which that's where the easiest advantages are in social media that people often don't take advantage of.
1: Yeah. Just kind of retouching on that there's just a little bit. I've had people just come up to me and just say, Hey man, you need to buy a follower so you look, look legit. And I was like, I don't think that's, that's totally right. It. I don't think, yeah. I was like, I don't think that's the way you're that. supposed to do it. And just that I I think most people can now tell that it's extremely fake. And it means more that if somebody liked it because they genuinely liked it, you know, or You know, hit subscribe or send me a message or whatever. I don't want, you know, some weird bot saying promote on and which it still happens with a little hashtag. I don't even know why that happens. But yeah, I haven't figured it out completely yet. So that's kind of why you're here. to maybe I'm here. You are here. I'm here to be your
0: Sherpa. I can be helpful on that in life and anything like we're going to have a blast today. For but show. you get you get the thing that's the hardest thing sometimes people to realize is that what you know from the real world social skills and kindness and all that kind of stuff applies to the Internet. And if you have the power to say, hey, here's some information I want you to have and it's what people want, they're going to be like, yes, I like it. Yeah. But if you give them garbage and you don't care about them, like what's going to happen? Right. It's like human right, skills.
1: Right. So so let's take it back. So this is for the viewers yes. the audience. So you weren't always all about social media and stuff at one point, correct?
0: uh yeah i was a unsocial kid <laughs> where i didn't always have friends i didn't know how to make connections with people and uh, accidentally on my space things happened but
1: <laughs> i mean i was just saying that mm, i mean because i never really saw myself as a social person either you know and i always felt like i had a little social anxiety built up in yeah. And, 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 even like, sure. I always, and I always still. seem like, do, yeah, even, yeah, still like, I was talking <laughs> with my friends this past week we were at a, we went to a cookout and we went out and got some drinks afterwards. And I was saying like, I do pretty well in like a small group, you know, it was like, yeah like four people. But when it gets to maybe like six or more and I'm like, mm, I don't feel like I'm doing well. You know,
0: I'm with you. I'm a one-on-one person. I learned that the hard way. And then I realized I don't have groups of friends cause I'm like, that's too awkward, but I accidentally got into a group of friends recently that I like. So that's been good. But, um, but one-on-one is where I thrive. Maybe it's where you thrive. You said small groups, but that's yeah. that same skill can be applied on the internet, right? You can build relationships with people one-on-one, and it could outlive the moments you spent with them once years ago to them becoming a raging fan of Chris over the years. Yeah. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Well, I say I say one-on-one, but... Yeah, I guess I do pretty well one on one, but when I'm actually with my close knit group, you know, it's just what we were talking about. Yeah. When we started here, I do well there, but if it's like three random people, I don't think I would do well. But what blows my mind, though, I and mean, I, I hope it, like when I started this podcast, like I'm before yeah. before this, I had no idea what I was going to get into when I started talking to you. You know, we've exchanged emails <laughs> or whatever, and I was like, I don't know what her energy's like. I don't know how she's going to be, but still, so me talking energy. to a random stranger, I have got <laughs> more comfortable. Yeah, just doing it, just like all right, let's go see what happens, and you know, you feed off each other, and I don't know yes. what to say next. I have no idea what I'm going to say next and that's why i love, the- I love it it. Like, yeah and it's just this is what real people do and like i don't plan out my conversations throughout my day you never know who's gonna come up to me and you know just start yes. yapping away or whatever yeah
0: i love that and also i don't know if this is an accident accidental benefit of you having a podcast but that probably made you so much better talking to people when you know how to do shows i feel right? more comfortable it's, yeah you feel more comfortable and that can only translate in so many other ways in your real life too sometimes you got to scare yourself a little bit
1: <laughs> exactly that's what i say all the time that you got to do things that are hard and challenging yourself in order to grow. Yes. Yeah. And just that I was always going back on the kid thing or being and not doing well socially on these topics, you know, tough topics. And I don't know if we're going to dive down any today, but
0: I'm, I'm flexible. Okay, cool.
1: Maybe <laughs> whenever they would come about, you know, I always felt like my way of, you know, shying back a little bit and try to, you know, what is the uh, shady dip on people? Like, mm, I ain't going to talk about that. Just because I was so self-conscious of what people would think, or I would feel like an idiot if I said something better. Yes. Like
0: Do you know what I'm going to say on this is like that same fear. I don't know if it stayed with you in adulthood, but a lot of my clients are like, Oh my gosh, what do I say? Am I going to bother someone? Am I going to be annoying when I put something out into the world? Probably for very similar reasons that you had as a kid, maybe, maybe I don't want to project here. But like, that's something that happens all the time. And I'm like, well, what's the easiest way to start? What if you, and maybe this is a you situation. You said you like groups of four. What if you shared something that you thought about sharing online with those four people and just did that and not anything else. It probably take down like that's like one of the ways i tell my clients to, like take the edge off is like share it with a couple people see how it feels because if you can share it with two or three people that you trust that'll make you feel more confident to maybe share it with a little bit more people and a little bit more because even me i had that fear and i sometimes still have that fear today i don't share too many personal secrets online but i'm like <laughs> one day one day i'll have the balls the chutzpah the energy to do it and uh maybe it'll happen so yeah. we'll see sometimes
1: i do think i do kind of overshare on here but not too i think i got a good filter that i don't overshare too. Much. <laughs> But I say that, but I, but I've, when I've done my solo podcast, I feel like I've let out a little bit, but yeah, you know, but that's kind of how I started out that me and my friends were just, you know, sitting around bullshitting during the pandemic. And so like, Hey, why don't we just start putting this on tape or whatever digital stream? I don't sure. know. Yeah, and that's the reason, but you're right that, you know, I was like, I want this to be how I would interact with my friends outside of, you know, with nobody listening, you know, cause I want that that's the real me. And that would make me more comfortable and me not trying to be somebody who I'm not.
0: Oh yes to that. And the other thing I want to highlight, it's something really good that what you're doing for you and all of this stuff, and maybe for your listeners who have businesses or whatever, is that if somebody wanted to get that sense of what it's like to just shoot the shit with you, like you did with your friends, like how would they know that if you didn't have somewhere to see it, right? Unless they talked to you on the phone, maybe they've done your podcast, but like most people are never going to talk to you on the phone like that. But now you've given them a glimpse into your world and you let them see the full picture, which I think is really what the value is of this stuff is that it lets you exist digitally digitally without you having to be there for every minute of it. This used to be getting on the phone with people to get to know them, seeing them at an event, all of this stuff. And now you don't have to do that because they, they want to hear you shoot the shit with your friends. It's on record and they can do that. Now, granted, you have to drive traffic to it, but they can now get a better picture of who you are. And that's what content's all about.
1: That's a, that's a good point that... You know, let's say, you know, we were talking like I do an hour roughly on these episodes. And so sure. we'll start listening, you know, countless amount of times these episodes that I have. They're going to kind of get a glimpse of the type of person I am. Exactly. So, yeah, and they see me on that's the outside. like, mm, it's not what you said on your podcast, you're a completely different person, you know, <laughs> but it's just like that's why I was like, I got to be myself if I'm going to do this, you know, and yes. my thoughts. And if I, if I you know, fuck up, I'm going to say like, hey, yeah, I said that wrong. Or maybe I should have did a little bit more research. <laughs> on the that, you know, it's so, your- yeah
0: yeah you got real,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's and that's also in this touching on that, too, is that I feel and you might have thoughts on this that it's so hard that people are afraid to say that they're wrong or um or that they messed up on something they don't want to own it and take responsibility. But that's also you how should. I learn, yeah, you know
0: you should. It's how you learn. Um, uh, but also just acknowledging whatever situation you're in, if you're able to, granted, I don't want to cause any big trauma, but like, if you're too open to say stuff and you maybe be the therapist and not social media, but like to be open about, oh, I don't really know all the things about X, Y, Z, or, oh, maybe I'm ignorant. Like I had one podcast that I did, um like i don't know a year or two ago and the guy was like kind of offensive towards women but like i had hope for him and i'm like if you could acknowledge your yourself people would at least be like okay he's not perfect because sure. he's always like i want to be myself all the time i want to be me, 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 me. but i'm like if you could acknowledge that you're not perfect and that you know maybe something will come out of your mouth like i think people would be a lot like less likely to like rage quit from your show yeah, um that makes because sense. like you don't have to be perfect. It's how you deal with the imperfection. That's like in community building too. Like when you make a mistake, it's how you handle the mistake. Or even in PR, like when you look at somebody who does a scandal on the news, it's how they handle it. That like, keeps them in good light or bad light right and it's same with social media right if i say mistakes i can try to delete it and just pretend it never happened but then somebody's gonna remember be like shiley's shady and i'm like you know what it's hard but we'll figure out the balance. i'm not <laughs> perfect either so <laughs> someone calls me out on this after the episode i don't know
1: well, even but, uh, we're not yeah, perfect you can probably still pick it up from somebody right you could probably find it out there right isn't there so many with that like cancel culture now and everything that they're they can dig you up little tweets and
0: you, could. Or, is you just, could.
1: or is that just constantly going way back where nobody ever really deleted it from he <laughs> said a long, long time ago when uh. it came out?
0: if you're a politician then like i would be careful look most everyday people that maybe 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 are all your people are celebrities who are listening to this but most everyday people hopefully no one hates you enough to like dig that deep but if you're a public figure it matters more which is why i love this like middle space of like you don't have to be a mega influencer who like different people are watching or tmc is watching like mm-hmm. you have your people to stand up to but like word travels fast even in like i'm in chicago like So I do something sketchy. Like people hear about there's somebody in my network who did some really selfish behaviors with somebody that I know from a completely different network. And she relayed this back to me. And then I realized how much this person was causing damage in my local network. And now I haven't told anybody who this is or what they did, but like it's, I I managed to triangulate this story between like four different people who are from completely different universes who I never thought would intersect. And I'm like, if that story ever got out, like her reputation is down the toilet. So and maybe, I don't know. She might have more clout than, I realize, but like, I don't know, like trust is huge. Right. And it's like the same real world relationships that happens online too. Um, you hear stories of like influencers taking advantage of other influencers, like audiences or whatever. Like, I not think that, that really matters for people here, but like, you know, that could take like somebody trying to take over someone else's real estate business by trying to steal their clients or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you're a shady person. Like it comes back to you, right? Like these things apply on the internet too. This is my little tangent on this.
1: But I'm uh loving <laughs> it. Good man. making sense.
0: Yeah. Great. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. Thoughts, reactions. I don't know. <laughs> Juicy stuff.
1: But You know, we kind of got off on our side topic or our, our, my first initial question though. So you were, please. yeah, yeah, no, let's go back to the MySpace space and you were like nervous. You weren't, oh, you really, so yeah. how did you grow out of it? I mean, what what made you turn and like, you're just going on that rant right there. It's like, you're not afraid to be talking if it right there, especially in front of me. So yeah, yeah, oh, what happened?
0: So, well, so my, so I didn't have friends in middle school, got to a new high school. I went to public school for the first time and I met some people. What? You homeschooled? No, I went to private Jewish school, which was actually not bad. It's, it's, it's not whatever religious imagination of religious school looks like. This is way cooler. And I, I'm grateful for it. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I
1: just wanted to make sure.
0: No, no, it's fun. Okay. I give you all the details. I'll tell all the tea yeah. if I can. So, and if not, I'll let you know. But so far, so good. I will. I, I think podcasts push me to be more vulnerable at times when I am nervous too. But it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, but I'll tell you. This, so, I didn't have friends. So I went to this new high school, made all new friends, and it was cool. Um, but where I really thrived was on the internet, where like I could shape how I appeared online. I could find people who also connected to things that I liked, who didn't readily exist in my uh, suburban town. If anyone went to Stevenson High School suburbs of chicago hey yo well, Woohoo! maybe somebody <laughs> will pop up but uh <laughs> there was so i like you know i couldn't find the people that i connected with but on myspace myspace was huge huge at that time i found people that love the same things that i did reality competition shows like big brother and survivor i don't know if you're a fan by chance i used to Big brother
1: hate. and survivor when they first come out when they when they oh, first uh, when they Heartbreaker. It it's
0: still good it's still good See, I could geek out over that all day. So I found people who love my hobbies and I made friends with them. And at some point, like we had, we found a sub community within our community and I ended up like leading it. Like I ended up being the community builder. Uh, So that was, and then I made friends with people. People knew me as like the connector, the person who brought people together and like my status went up and that kind of made a huge difference for me. So all of my closest friends would end up being people I met on the internet and I would fly out to see each other and everything. So like, that's how I kind of like learned to make friends was online And it was like that relationship knowledge really came from how I did stuff on the internet. And honestly, playing online versions of Big Brother and Survivor, it's a lot of social skills and like manipulation and voting people out and scheming, which I don't do in my regular life. So like (laughs) I learned a lot of like extreme social beings from this community. Whole other can of worms. Um, but it opened up the doors for me because I never knew that what I did on MySpace as a teenager was really what I love, which is what I do now, which is like helping people engage their communities online, knowing how well they're engaging with their networks online. And that's what I did on MySpace. So one thing led to another, and now I am very social on the internet, but it, but it also applies to real life. Cause I went to an event the other night and someone's like, Hey, it's the shirt." And I was like in person and they're like, Oh, Hey, I bumped into yeah. like a neighbor it was like, Hey, Sherpa." Sure, I was like, Oh my gosh, because people are getting to know me on the internet before they get to know me. Like, you know, in a ways they don't get to get to know me like one-on-one. So it's yeah. very cool. So life has changed.
1: <laughs> it was weird, you know, meeting people on the internet. Did you say you fly, you would fly out to meet them up, meet up with
0: them? Yeah. It was yes. Hard.
1: Was that kind of nerve wracking?
0: I mean, I told my mom. So if any kids are listening, like tell your parents or tell your loved ones or tell your caretakers, um, because that's smart um i conveniently knew a few things about being safe on the internet so that was good sure um but i was so scared because like i would always record like if i like my dinky camera that we had back then like i would always record it because i was like oh my gosh i'm meeting someone mm. for the first time there was a tornado warning in my neighborhood so i don't know if it's actually going to happen but just oh. warning you i'm hearing the thunder oh yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> i don't know it doesn't really happen in the city of chicago so i'm like is this okay. funny y'all are they joking
1: no they get tornadoes in chicago
0: I don't think they either. They always like to go to the suburbs, but um, but that's that's my reality, right? Like, it's I took what I knew and I made something more out of it. And it is beautiful. So hopefully, I won't. Neither of us will die tonight from a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah. All right, so, what years was? This? So you said MySpace was that like two thousand mid two thousands mid. Well, like- for me,
0: it was mid two thousands where I started doing all this stuff. It's like two thousand five, six, seven, eight ish.
1: So the internet was probably. Probably pretty safe-ish back then. I mean, eh. still trying to probably figure it out, right?
0: Here's what I'll tell you is that, and I still think this is true. Parents are still like older parents are still super ignorant of how the internet works. Like they think they need the classes, right? Because like I didn't want to, I don't want to get hurt, but like the child predator movies and TV shows were out in full swing, and if you were somebody who was like easy to prey on, who didn't get the love they needed, like you could have been exploited on the internet. um I had a good head on my shoulders, and thank goodness I had trust with my parents because I made it safe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was so, trying to think because you know I remember I got so as far as I guess you want to say social media. I remember doing Facebook in 2006 when it was just for college students.
0: Yes, and,
1: yeah, and I remember just first hearing about it. And it was like, oh, you got to get this. And I was like, you, you have to get an know? invite. Yeah, you had to get an invite and you know, all this shit. And finally, I got on, and then all of a sudden, you were getting friend requests, and it was just like, what's wrong, You know, I don't even remember when I got my first iPhone. I guess I still had the Razor back in 2006. Oh, remember
0: the Razors? Those were all the Rage. It was like, it's so dumb. It feels so dumb now. I was like, we like these phones because they were thin. It's like, now we carry these freaking bricks, but they do more things and we're okay with it.
1: I'll run home and be like, oh, who's my friend? They had your friend request today? Just saying, oh, I hope it's some sweet girl, man. So addicting. Yeah. and just (laughs) I guess that's where it took off. You know? So. Then, you yeah. know, you, you you can only put a status up of like, oh, Chris is going to the store or Chris is going out tonight. And like, that was it. You know, you couldn't yes. rant off your political beliefs or whatever. So actually made it somewhat better. I think you could just say like, oh, can't wait. You can go hit the club or whatever. It was, <laughs>
0: it was so sweet and innocent. uh." old facebook looked so different than it does now i would i would don't even have, know if i would recognize like so it was so like i remember you said the college thing right so i was in the second wave where they were allowing high schoolers with their high school emails to get on and like you could actually find all of your classes on there and find your classmates so a few of my classmates had registered all their classes and i was like oh these are two people that are gonna be in my class in a few weeks or whatever and it was like really cool um it, there was all the farm bill there was a lot of weird stuff on there, oh, yeah. facebook but it changed and you know and then eventually killed myspace rest in peace myspace but i really love myspace <laughs> well,
1: well, well speaking of that and, and being in your field you know do you think yeah. i've heard people tell me that facebook is the next one to, to go out that it's only for old people and some people are getting out. what are you what are you, what are you gonna, happening and that's what and that's kind of and i was talking I with, one so. of, with one of our buddies and that's why they are trying to um what's the word am i looking for trying to uh gain the metaverse or bring it about and like this is going to be the new thing and be more popular than actual facebook and
0: i mean look TikTok is already like taking so much attention from facebook companies or meta companies but uh it is going down i'll tell you this like a lot of my friends were in like a lot of like i have a lot of like liberal friends who are really questioning like the like how like like how ethical is facebook i even have a friend who gets paid to like monitor facebook posts for like Offense and stuff like in California, which is wild, and a lot of people. There's also like people who like believe that MySpace allows certain kinds of hatred and not others, and it specifically exploits the Jewish community. And like I've heard that, and so that there's a lot of stuff like that. So one of my clients was so over Facebook because it's so addicting and all this stuff. So she, we used to teach. We have a teacher. She has a client community of people. She teaches how to do sales to get higher paying consulting clients. It teaches LinkedIn, and I teach her people how to do LinkedIn because LinkedIn is amazingly wild if you leverage it uh so we used to have a facebook group for our community and so she was like i'm so sick of facebook i want to go somewhere else let's get off mm-hmm. of here so i was doing a lot of research mm-hmm. on other platforms that we could go on <laughs> and we eventually i'm like terrified i'm I like, getting like
1: calls a to go get.
0: i'm like it's 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 weird i don't know maybe they weren't kidding i don't know so we moved she eventually moved the community to slack and so now we've been on the slack thing for like well i've used slack for other things but like now we've moved the community to slack so um she wanted to get away from facebook and it's better for her mental health and a lot of her people are also tired of having to make facebook accounts to like go into like client coaching communities or whatever so there's drawbacks because facebook does have an algorithm that's really wonderful and like it, well wonderful in terms of getting you to see stuff slack doesn't really have that um, circle doesn't have that discord doesn't really have that so you have to like get your people to actually show up to participate and if they don't totally love what you're doing to show up there or the email automations don't get you to look back at the group. It's a little bit tricky, but now we're off Facebook and it's better for everyone's mental health. And, you know, that was a, that was a thing, but Facebook is losing some attention and, but it all depends I think, on of where your people are and where you have relationships with your people. So if you have people on your Facebook who are really into what you do and really care about you in particular, maybe it's worth it. But I, that's usually my go-to is that like, when I say I teach social media, I don't teach Let me teach you the Facebook hacks. Like if you asked me like seven years ago, I could probably tell you what's going on with the algorithm immediately. But that was when I was a social media freelancer managing Facebook accounts. But um, what I tell my people now is like, it's like not about the platform. It's everything we talked about earlier. It's relationships, it's trust. It's, you know, where do your people, where do you care about your people? Where do people care about you? Because you might have a huge audience somewhere else. You can move them to a platform that you enjoy more. That takes a lot of effort. Um, But if you have an engaged list on your LinkedIn of people that you've worked with over the years, that could be your next client, your next listener, your next book buyer, whatever, like, you know, you feed them where they are, if you can, and the way that they want to be fed is what I say, like, feed them like food. Now I'm like, Oh, shoot, do I need to eat. But uh, that's how I think about it. Uh, so meet your people where they are. So for every person that's different. And so I have a client that's on a platform I never heard of before, like a year ago, or even six months ago, like it was a brand new platform, but everything I teach is applicable, right? Is that you still matters who you're talking to, the relationships you have with them, the trust that you build with them, and the insights that you share with them about how they can get to know who you are and what you hope to do in the world. If you can do that, you've got a great base to build from.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've been, you know, the more I think about it, and speaking of that, you know, I've probably had more success with LinkedIn and, Instagram as far as you know promoting these uh these podcasts, which I don't really don't do a lot of promotion anyway. I just kind of just throw it up there and if you want to listen to it, there it is. If you you know, yeah. cool, that's great. But it was not my intention to become a huge influencer or a huge podcaster when I started this. I just kinda of more did it for me. But and I was like, Well yeah, nice. yeah. And I wanna, you know, if, if if those happen, you know, that's gonna be a great bonus if that ever happens and that's fine with me. But but I've noticed that it seems like Facebook is just kind of just uh yeah it just seems to be pushed aside and i don't get a lot of traffic there so speaking of what you're saying yeah instagram and linkedin seems to be best for me but there you go i'm also wondering if i should you know speaking about like the way i hashtag it or the way i promote it on there yes doing more i guess that's what i was getting ready to ask you
0: yes uh so i see you have an influencer account which is cool on linkedin
1: oh. or influencer
0: no sorry creator account Oh. every every platform has its own name for its own thing you have a creator account which is cool so you have those like hashtags Okay, like, fitness podcast crossfit technology higher education oh that's a really interesting mix
1: yeah well that's, that's my full-time gig
0: <laughs> is oh you work at the university oh yeah. interesting yeah.
1: see i really don't know what i'm doing when i'm hashtagging and stuff so i just usually just somebody says i have five hashtags seems pretty good because i feel like again if you what is it the max on instagram 30
0: third it was 30 and then something happened i think six months ago and i feel like they said that 15 was the limit or the suggested limit so that's what i heard i was telling people 30 i'm like if you got 30 use them but like there's all these different schools of thought and like an instagram like super expert will be like do this and that but like the basic understanding that i use for hashtags especially if you're not like a full company that can hire a full-time employee just to do hashtags which somebody probably does is finding hashtags that are popular but not too popular um this is for instagram And then that way you can get ranked higher in your content to get seen by more. So what I've done with clients is I go through a tool that I have, I have a video training on this for sale on my website somewhere, but like, it's basically, I go to this website, I put in a bunch of hashtag ideas that I have, I even copy and paste them from other creators that I like, put them in this thing and I'll tell you like, okay, this one's just popular enough that you might have a shot. And then it gets you organic eyeballs to your content. Now, if your content gets more eyeballs, if it's not hooking them to stay, it doesn't really matter. So like, it's like, I say, be careful with how much you weigh your efforts on algorithms versus like what you're trying to say. It's like, I'm doing it because I enjoy this and I love it and I'm having fun. Like yeah. that's the ROI for you and everything else is a bonus. So I wouldn't dive too deep into it, but there are nuggets. So that's Instagram. Um, do you want to know LinkedIn?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Instagram, LinkedIn, I I don't do the TikTok stuff. Um, It's okay.
0: I actually stopped using hashtags on TikTok because it saved me time. And if somebody told me, I don't know, these hacks, again, they change all the time. So they don't, this is why I don't want my people to overthink them. But like, apparently, like some supposedly the hat, they, on TikTok, they like split your attention amongst all the hashtags to see which one sticks. And I was like, I spent all this time looking and I'm like, it's not really a science. And then someone was like, well, if you just don't put any hashtags, it'll just try to randomly like guess who might like your stuff. And I was like, Oh, interesting. But also like, that helps my brain because I get really stressed out trying to figure it all out, which is partially why I don't post everywhere. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I fighting this battle? It used to be like an hour to post an Instagram post Cause I knew too much. And I was like, let me try to do all of this. And I'm like, Oh, I don't even want to post anymore. So like, if you're trying like that could be an easy way to do it without wasting your time. Cause I wouldn't tell any of my people just be everywhere all the time. Um, With, with LinkedIn, look at all these graphics you have. Um, They one point they said six up to six. And then I kept hearing maybe three. So I've been using three as of late. Is it going to blow your world? If you do, you know, two or four Eh, but i like three right now i don't i wish like an seo person could tell me if this is true but the first three that you use will go into the url of the post, and i feel like there's got to be some sort of seo insight from there but i'm not an seo person i'm waiting for someone to tell me
1: what is the seo
0: oh search engine optimization so it's like what you google search for but it also applies to like what the actual website url is so like the first three are supposedly the like the most valued and it's not a clear science. So what I like to do is I won't like I, a lot of people will like copy the hashtags of Instagram to to, to LinkedIn. and I'm like, don't do that. Mm. Like, okay. You have like, is it Sheila? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Sheila select. So you have hashtags, Sheila select. Nobody's following your hashtag right now on LinkedIn. Okay. Actually I could be the first one. I just followed you. So you have one, there <laughs> is a coach out there that's um, her name is Judy Fox and she'll say, Hey, create your own personal hashtag, and get people to follow it. And it'll help you. I think that's such a big battle for people, but maybe it's worth it. I don't what know. Do you think you people
1: hurt. Like, why would that be a big battle?
0: Because then it's like, oh, it's like your, your, your call to action is follow me on LinkedIn. Like, and you're pushing oh. people to that. And I'm like, it might be worth more to get people to like give you their email than it is to get you to follow their hashtag on LinkedIn. But like, it's worked for her. So I don't want to like ding her on that okay. because that's okay. her jam. So you'll see like Judy, like Fox rocks or something is her hashtag. I don't know. You can Google her. I don't want I don't want people getting sucked into the rabbit hole of algorithms and they're not ready to do that yet. Mm. So that's one thing. I also will go into the search bar for LinkedIn in particular. And I just did this this morning and I'll search the hashtag on there. Sometimes they have like, LinkedIn is kind of like, Their technology is kind of like not as great as I want it to be, which is the heartbreaker of LinkedIn. I'm like, they're behind. If they could just steal a few Facebook engineers, that would be great. So LinkedIn, if you're listening, um, get your shiz together. Behind, but anyway, so you search the hashtag, and then I like to find hashtags that have people using them. Right? I there's I don't think there's a perfect science of like how big it needs to be, but there's some that only have a thousand followers, and I'm like, I don't think that's going to bring you a lot of hope. But if you see like maybe a hashtag has 50 followers, like I compared like hashtag teacher and hashtag teaching, one of them had way more. Like teaching had a hundred over 100,000 followers. Teacher had like I don't know 20,000 or something crazy. Sure. So I end up using both, but there's some hashtags that have zero followers, so like don't waste your time on them. Unless you're trying to build a personal hashtag. Hmm. I, what do you think? What's your reaction to this? I, well, Thoughts, comments?
1: It, it was a whole lot of information at once. It's because i never, you know, went down these rabbit holes, really. Just, I use. Don't. Yeah, don't I would just, just skim whatever and just kind of go look at what other people have done. Like, oh, they just put a few... That's contacts. fine. That's all I need to do. And, yeah. You know, and I was like, you know, and I didn't really always felt like if I... I didn't want to steal anybody else's, like, captions or stuff. I was like, I got to kind of no, make... don't noise. do that. And so, yeah, it's just it's kind of like the wild west for me i'm just kind of trying to figure it out on my own here and just as far as my own personal brand if that's what you want to say. but a part that's of it good and part of it still is like you know what i'm saying is that i'll just do this little bit and whatever if it happens no big deal
0: pick your battle pick your battles right because i can tell you a million things to get you to where like lots of different places but pick your battles if you're just enjoying having fun here great but if you're already spending the time and energy like i see like you've scheduled some of these posts out like marit khan you've had her post on here from a month ago like if you're putting the time and the energy to make these graphics there's things you can do to make it a little bit more poppy like the graphics but yeah the pop the graphics are actually i think they're they're pretty good there's one big thing i can tell you do you want one big thing
1: yeah yeah hit me bro
0: okay here's well first one thing i really like you tagged a lot of the hosts right so when you tag if you tag me after the show um it'll remind me to engage with it thus showing up to my network which is how i like to promote some of my hosts that have had me on their show so graciously the other thing i'll tell you is um right now i see like new episode of sheila selects and then you put the person's name is up listen to it whenever you get a chance to listen to it on podcast or listen to your podcast on youtube yeah it doesn't tell me anything about why this person is interesting to me i know nothing about this tim guy i know nothing i don't know what he talks about i don't know if there was anything interesting if you even take two minutes after the show to be like find out like weird shyly hobbies or find out like easy ways to start your social media like tease something that's way more valuable than the first line that you've wasted on a new episode of your show if people like you they'll listen to your show but if you don't give them a reason why this show is going to be worth them stopping and going to find it or like there's sure. going to be a nugget there's a missed opportunity now granted is that where you want to spend your time right now i don't know it depends on how much you want to get yeah. this a little bit bigger yeah, but that makes a huge difference
1: i mean i it to do I, I don't want people to be like oh this is shit but i mean i don't want to spend you know like eight hours but I, yeah i mean if it's something like it's right. that easy just one little line. That's saying, easy. Oh, yeah, I could. That's yeah. Like, yeah, super easy. That would take no time. Like, OK, here. exactly.
0: And I think let me tell you, I see yeah, this on these, your.
1: These your things. Things I just don't know these little hips. And t- I'm making There's me stuff- stop on this right here as you talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take notes. Take all the notes. Take all things. Let me see what I saw. Because I will see your episodes. You also I think it's let me see. Doesn't have to be perfect. What is this? Episode 24. I don't Maybe know. you change this. I'm looking at past episodes here. You also want to do this for your titling too. Now I'm good. I'm not a podcast expert. So if there's some podcasting rule where you have to put like episode number as part of your titles and like trust whatever they told you. But like episode number doesn't really mean anything to me. For me, if I'm your audience member, I'm looking to figure out like what's in it for me. What am I going to learn from this? So the more you can give them a taste of like how valuable it's going to be, the easier it is for them to um, figure that, like figure out if they want to waste their time on it. And if it's not a waste of time, right? It might be the most amazing episode for somebody, but they don't know. Okay, you're not boring. You're interesting. You're cool. Like, you're such a great conversationalist. Well, thank you. So I'm like, I want people to see that. And you already have beautiful graphics. So if you can hook people or give them a nugget of insight before you even say who that person is, because I don't know who Joseph is. I have no idea who he is. I don't know who this Jerry Fu is. That means nothing. But like, if I see Oh, Jerry Foo's Oh, here, here, Jerry's a conflict resolution coach for Asian American leaders. That is interesting. There's more juice there than just tagging. So good job. So everybody, if you want to listen to any of these other episodes there on Sheila Selects podcast uh, on your podcast player, hashtag promo, hashtag ad for your show. <laughs> Wait, Those are big. Bring the juice to the top. That's the tip for anybody okay. on any platform. Please. Bring the juice to the top, whether it's your graphic, a clip from your video, the beginning of your tweet, if it's your headline on LinkedIn, if it's your summary section, which you have a lot more room on your summary section to promote your show or something else that you want to promote put put more in there it's what we said earlier it's you're building the context of who you are to someone who is a stranger right if they want to look you up they can figure out exactly what what you stand for and who your vibe is and what your vibe is and what you stand for so the more you give them the easier it is for me like oh oh you're cool you're a cool person amazing yes helpful yes
1: yes i'm just you know i'm taking this all in and just trying to get my thoughts <laughs> together because I've never had anyone really work with me or never had anyone work with me on any of this. Like I said, it's just been me like looking around, just kind of, oh, that looks cool. I'll do that or whatever, but
0: that's good. There's, there's, you a of, do it.
1: there's a lot of this stuff transfer over to YouTube too. It
0: probably should. Yeah. I think that the YouTube gurus, I think they say like your thumbnail is everything. which heard that. If you're, if you're like, this is where like, I like to get give people like a thought here, right? You could spend all your time doing thumbnails, but if you're a new account, you changing the thumbnail might not move the needle for you if you're just learning how to make videos, right? Like your first few podcasts were probably very different than the last few podcasts that all you right. did. So like, would I tell somebody who's like, just figuring it out to spend all their energy on the thumbnails, because there's people who charge thousands of dollars just for a thumbnail image, mm-hmm. right? It was like, that's someone's business. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like someone gets that job for a living. Sure. but Like, I, like, you have to strategically pick your battles. Like, look, again, algorithms, like, is that your worry as you're building stuff out? No, maybe it's because you you have enjoyment. Like run with that enjoyment, sure. and you can always learn these things later. Because, but if you can bring to the juice of the top, whether it's your title, which I feel like an SEO person would probably agree with, search engine person because YouTube yeah. is SEO would probably say the more obvious you make what's inside, the better. The first few seconds, I minutes, I don't know how much they would tell you. That's important too. Any plot, it's like you know we see this on TV, right? Every time you watch a TV show. Up next, after the commercial break, they're going to find out why The Bachelor is breaking up with so-and-so. I don't know. They yes. tease you because they want you to stay after the commercial break. So it's the same rule of thumb, right? Hmm. Um, and, you know, every platform has its nitty gritty but that's the gist.
1: Hmm. Yeah, th- like I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting out and I'm loving it. Great. <laughs> so... And it was one of these things. I also had the same thing when you just kind of said this that, you know, I knew like everything I was going to be doing in the beginning was going to be shit. I'd probably look like an idiot and be, no, but I was like, well, no, no. You tried. I'm glad yeah, you tried. No, that was my whole point was that, you know, and that's kind of my thing is that, you know, the more I do it, the better I'll get. And like, you know, along the way, I exactly. will learn more or better things. And like, for instance, dude, these little tips that you've been giving me on this episode, I was like, oh, I never thought about that. Oh, she's right. You yeah.
0: Who's
1: to the top? Like, what have you been doing? So,
0: yeah it like,
1: And it's exactly like these little, small things that, you know, they add up to being something big, I guess, in a way. And it's just like, Oh, why not? Yes. Yeah. It's like these are yes. the things I could have been doing that take five minutes. If I just take a minute to write down a better headline or comment or whatever you said, a caption. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, why did I think of that? Why did I just do it? And I guess, cause I didn't know, obviously. I, and I never, and also to my own fault, I never really did the homework either. So.
0: And it's okay. You don't have to, yeah. if you want to enjoy, if you enjoy what you're doing now, Keep going at it, but if you can sprinkle in a little bit of magic, it's yeah, easy it's for cool. you. Great.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. And like, like I just said, like if it's going to take an extra minute, okay, no big deal. I can handle.
0: And it's it. going to make people more more open to like scrolling through the episodes, right? Same thing. Like with the titles of your episodes. If you tell me what's in it for me, hey, you're going to get mind blowing social media tips. I don't know how you want to name this. You're you're, <laughs> you're you're creative. You'll find a title. But like that makes it easier for me as a follower. If I'm your biggest fan and I watch all your episodes, like I would be like, oh, that's the one I have to listen to, mm. right? your guests or your, your audience is picking and choosing. And if I look through your LinkedIn, I'm like, Oh, what other episodes have you done? You know, the more I find like, Oh, this topic is what I'm really curious about. The more I'm going to want to listen to that episode and dive into it. Right.
1: Being in your field and doing this, I mean, is it overwhelming keeping it up with everything and the new trends and trying to always figure this out? <laughs>
0: You know, I get this question sometimes and it's, and it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is that a lot of what I teach is like people skills, it's relationships. It's, it's, and it's applying what people already know in their hearts about the world right. to how they do it on the web. It's bridging these two worlds for them. So for me, if I don't know all the nitty gritties of every platform, it's like not the end of the world. because so I have friends that are YouTube experts, right? I have friends who are TikTok experts. A lot of my clients, they don't need, they don't need that level of deep platform stuff. They need their first and foremost problems is they don't, they have a network, they have an audience. They're just not digitally. Like their, their relationship with them is not digitally captured and they yeah. don't tell people what their deal is or how they can help them. And they don't make it easy for someone to figure out what routes they need to take to buy whatever services they have. Those are the things that need to be done first and foremost before they can val- get any value out of somebody who's really good at amplifying someone on, an, like, on a platform. Because you can get a bajillion followers on one amazing TikTok video, but if you don't actually give them a website where they can learn about your product and then click buy or get on a call or whatever, like that attention is, is kind of useless. So you have to have that base first before any of those tools, I think become more worth it to
1: you. Mm, that makes sense.
0: So I always like to start people that way.
1: Is there, all right. So speaking of that, getting a bajillion followers again or whatever platform you decide to use that, as far as, okay, so was, there's like 3 million podcasts or what? I don't even know. There's probably way more than that. I don't even know. So it's, it's a lot,
0: yeah. Yeah. So
1: should you actually, I guess, what am I, trying, what am I trying to say? So what you should do or what a person should do is, as far as picking their content, Is that if, if they want to be a fit person, uh, a podcaster, a, a business, is there something <laughs> you actually yeah. gear towards to get more of a following or is it just kind of luck or should you just become a twerker and shake your <laughs> ass? That way it's easy your followers no big deal
0: it's it's heartbreaking because i see a lot of kids who are like oh if i do all the dances i'll get famous but like, if you're not doing the dances in a unique way it doesn't really matter and like are you going to get hired as a consultant for your dance skills like if you're really good sure if you're really funny and you make videos for people maybe but like if you're just whatever like it doesn't mean anything but i also am i hearing also in your question like about niching of like picking your your Specifics because that's also a big juicy topic.
1: Yeah, I guess just because you know, and that was when I, you know, when I was creating this podcast, I didn't want to be set into one topic. I wanted to be able to talk about anything I wanted to, and not just come to this podcast if you want to talk about CrossFit or whatever. Because I wanted to learn and like learn like stuff like this tonight. So and we, talk, <laughs> we have a lot of different you know, uh what or what life experiences than I have, and like just learn about them and stuff. So yeah, that's like it's, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: this is a hard one because you'll hear every. like you'll hear so many of like the riches are in the niches but like I was in that place of like oh my gosh I want to do all these things I want to be a hype girl I want to be a speaker I want to be an MC you know I want to work events and like all this stuff and so like I had this like big identity crisis in my life like seven eight years ago when I was trying to figure out what I do I'm a teacher too I've done a lot of things doing some magic whatever like I've done a lot of stuff and you know people are always like well what is it that you're known for but like all In reality, like you know, I am very focused on my business, it is very specific. It is your social media, Sherpa.com. I can help certain people rock their world with how they do their marketing. You can't help everybody, like, there's people that there's somebody for everybody. Uh, but I am, I do have a very specific viewpoint in how I do what I do. My client base is probably just as variety filled as all your guests. I've had people, I've had burlesque dancers, rabbis turned sleep consultants, I've had Indian matchmakers, I've had insurance brokers, I've had photographers, I had a, quite a few photographers, interior designers, like. Uh, I have a couple that's building a green house in the suburbs that is all environmentally friendly, which is so wild. Nice. And like, could that have happened if I was super specific and like, I was only helping therapists, which I, that would be really cool. Or only helping lawyers, which I'm still waiting to find my first lawyer client. That is, that is <laughs> like my bingo board. Like this is my last dot. I want to press. I want to get one lawyer client. Uh, but I do have a framework in which I do what I do. And for me, I show up in a lot of different places. So the person who sees and hears what I say will be like, yes, shyly, I need to go to it. And it's not for everybody and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So did I pick my pick my pony in like one area? No, but the framework in which I cover it maybe can appeal to people. And maybe in your situation, it's you know the framework in which you do your show. Like I just like to shoot the shit with people and have fun and meet people that are interesting. Maybe what? that's the lens in which you take it. There's a specific way in which you do it but the guests are variety filled. Like it's, you could frame it in a way that's really specific that doesn't limit you in that way. Is that riches in the niches? I don't know. But I think that's a good starting point when you're figuring it out. And I will say the more time I've been doing what I do, the clearer I get at communicating what is so special about what I do. And the longer you do your show, you probably know what your show is better than you did when you first did your first episode before you got to episode 100, right? I agree. 100%. Does that help?
1: Yeah, no, it does help. That's because- that, you know, along the way, I've been figuring this stuff out and just like, okay, exactly. yeah. And just, okay. I, yeah. Do I like, do I like doing this or I'll try it out once? Okay. Nah, that kind of worked. I don't know if that's. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. And just learning about my failures and le- learning what I like. And exactly. So I just wonder if that's what, cause you know, I've had. You know, people ask me like, you know, "What's your podcast about?" And stuff. And I was like, do oh, it's just whoever I have on. We just, you know, kind of just go at it with whatever their background is, or okay, whatever. yeah." And just, and, and they're like, "What?" You know, it's not set on anything. I was like, "No." And and then, you know, like they're like, "It's not a fitness CrossFit podcast." And I was like, "Well, I mean, I know that's what I do, but I don't want to talk about CrossFit for hours all the time." You know, I mean, when I do that, this part of my day anyway. So I want to learn other stuff, and I feel like other people do too. You know.
0: Okay, so wait, let's go deeper here. Is this a podcast where they can learn? random nuggets from a variety of cool people like maybe that's part of it right that's That's part of the message then it's also like you know is it is it you selecting really interesting people that have something and i don't know like that's where you could frame it in a way that doesn't kind of cut you off but like gives you the framework so people can understand what it is is there a constant thing that you love when people share on your show like other types of questions that you always like to answer Right? Like, how'd you get into what you do? what would you start? Like, is there things like that? Those are all things that you could frame your show with, and that can happen over time. And it's probably already happened. It sounds like it's yeah. happening right now, even, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know, these like I said, these little things that's kind of click when I do it. It's like, ah, that makes sense. And then, yes. you know, yeah, and I'm very, you know, I'm a little, I'm very self critical of myself. So I go back. Oh. And, well, I think, well, same, but,
0: same though, yeah, to be honest, but it, also,
1: <laughs> but it also helps me that, you know, okay, you no, know, don't focus on a negative focus on what you did right and like what you did wrong learn from it and then that way you know you can get better at it again yeah or do or hopefully do better the next time maybe not get better exactly yeah yeah and that and I was like okay and that makes sense and that's part of just how my life has been you know like oh trial and error you know like that didn't that, that went to shit so let me just do something else and make it better the next time so yeah, yeah. I'll incorporate it here
0: yeah, you liked it hundred times more. You know, you did this a hundred times. So it must yeah, have been I mean,
1: so it, fun. Like, you know, like I said, like earlier, it's like, so it's fun to sit down here and do this and have like a cool conversation like this with you. Yeah. And, and like, without me doing this, our most likely the odds are our paths would have never crossed. Probably. And I've never been to Chicago. I'm sure I'm in Virginia. So I don't know if you come to here out very often. I have
0: never been to Virginia. (laughs) I don't know. uh, I know very little about Virginia, actually, if I'm being honest. So this is great, right?
1: Yeah. And this is like, you know, and this is, you know, the times and being able to live in, I guess arguably one of the best times to be alive you know we can have food delivered here like as we talk and (laughs) yeah or or each other and you know get drinks uh and share virtual conversations share it across the world and it is and you connect with these strangers like i was saying that i never thought i would have been able to do
0: this okay this i want you to hold on to this nugget right like i like that you get a taste of the world through your show i don't know like there's something there like keep keep resonating on this but there's you know, this is literally your show, right? I like talking to people that I never would have crossed paths with, or that could educate me on something totally obscure, like whatever, like you have something, right? Those are all very specific and they can help someone understand what your show is. Cause that's probably something very consistent, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like the same thing. I mean, I mean that thought just came out there right there. And, uh, Yeah. And like, sometimes when I do these, like, well, after we finish up, I'm like, fuck, what the hell are we talking about? So that's the reason I try to take notes and like, try to. That's a move. Yeah. It's like, like I instantly get done. I'm like, shit. Cause I, I know when I go back and edit these and stuff, I just kind of like, all right, that sounds pretty good. That was good. All right, here we go. (laughs) Send it up. Cause you know, like I said, like, I don't, when I'm very self-critical, if I said something stupid, I'm like, God, you're an idiot, dude. Why are you doing this? (gasps) Yeah. But then like that also motivates me and pushes me like, all right, you're going to do better. You know, got to change it.
0: Yeah. Or you just edit more. I don't know. You pick your battles, right? Or you just don't. You're like, like, I don't know. You'll figure (laughs) out what you like. I'm just
1: figuring it out. I'm figuring it out along the way and just keeping it going. And that's, and that's one of my key. Also one of my philosophies or well, I'm stole it from my uncle that you just keep. borrow, yeah. Yeah. Borrowed it. (laughs) He like, he showed me or told me one time in college that, no, I know you're going to go out. I know you're going to party. I know you're (laughs) going to try to live your best life and all that. And I was like, yeah, come on, man trying to live here bro and he was you know but whatever you do at least just show up to class no matter how hungover you are no matter if you're feeling bad just go and i've always kind of just taken that with me and i was like "Hmm, this is one of the keys to things just keep showing up and keep doing the work and even though some days might be better than others that you keep showing up again like i think we just said like a little magic happens you know you plant a seed hopefully something starts to grow out of that seed and yes something cool happens and then we're talking here about social media and success and Rebranding
0: and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even use that word branding, but something like, "Are you a branding person?" I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just help people. I amplify their awesomeness online. That's like my catch for my new catchphrase. I'm like, expose and amplify your awesomeness online. Let me just pull it out. But like,
1: is that what people do? People they like, come to you to they want to write they like, say rebrand or brand themselves better, or is it to, to, to be better?
0: It's not even social media. It's like people think they need social media, but they need something else. That's one thing that happens. The other thing is like it's less about the branding. It's like, cause I don't like it's market. Like there's so many marketers out there who are like, let me do a social media audit. Let me be your social media strategist. And I'm like, fine. Like, sure. But like people who have problems are not like, Oh, let me go find a social media. Maybe like, if you're like in a big company and all that stuff, the people who are like the people that I work with, they don't realize they, Oh, I need a social media. They don't, they don't think that way. They think, I have, how do I get more business for my people? And they come to me, they're like, Oh, how do I do this? How do I push the buttons? How do I make the most out of my time on social media? And, you know, I help them understand it. Cause a lot of times they're like, how does this thing work? And I don't understand like the, the, the pieces that go with it. So that's how I think about it. But a lot of times the exposed piece is really big, right? Like you are awesome. You know, you're cool and great, but like, you didn't even know that you could ex- like amplify the awesomeness that you're already doing by highlighting the theme of your show or like figuring out yeah. what that theme is. Right. Exactly. I think if I'm, if I'm hearing this today, so like a lot of times people don't even know what to validate. They don't know that you should put the, the juice to the top. There was a podcast I did a while ago and I still see him not doing what I just told you, which is putting the juice to the top. And I'm like, dude, like I was like, you should do that. Cause like you're wasting and they have great graphics, great videos. They like put all this time and money into making it look fabulous. Sure. And I'm like, you're missing the opportunity. And he has an engaged network already on LinkedIn. Like he's got a bunch of people who actually want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. Like, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Anyway, they're doing they do lovely things. I'm a big fan. They know who they are. If you're listening to this, um, listen to this episode again. Well, put Just the juice to the, the
1: top, top, dude. Put <laughs> the juice to <at> the top. <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. it.
0: That should be like a, like a line here. But yeah, it's like people don't need, they're not looking for like a generic marketer. And I think a lot of people promote themselves like, oh, I'm a marketer and I do this. And it's like, well, what, what do you do for me? And it's like, I bridge what you know about life, in the real world to like how the internet works. And then that's what amplifies it, right? If you already have, you know, 200 people, a thousand people that love and adore you that already advertise your business in the real world because you've been friends with them or you're part of the PTO with them or you're part of a BNI with them or in a Rotary Club, whatever, like, you know, how, like, you, if you don't go to those meetings, they don't see you. But if they, sh- you show up regularly on a platform where they engage, or the email list they send on, or my dad who does it on WhatsApp, he's a WhatsApp influencer. Like that's what I call it. Like if you don't show up in front of those people they forget that you're there, and that's what social media is really great for. It helps you stay in touch when you know staying in touch is valuable towards your business. So that's those are the people who have the most likely ability to like win on the internet.
1: This this question Quickly. popped in my head while you were just talking. So oh, all right, so mm-hmm. all right, let's say I was a famous or an up and coming artist of i don't know i'm a music guy i don't know playing something so with with maybe just your help or whatever in just social media and doing podcasts and yeah like and just marketing myself i guess or promoting myself what i actually need to go promote or hire one of these big time promoters or is that kind of yeah these big marketers now that who take like x percentage of what you make oh
0: or,
1: yeah where i could feel like i could do most of this by myself and just having somebody <laughs> like you on my side is like does that kind of make sense what i'm trying to say
0: like, do you hire the big marketing firm and they'll take yeah, a percentage like, and like okay, do okay, it? Okay. Well, that's a good deal for you if you've got no money. But I've never heard of that model. I don't know that model very well. I Just
1: wondered like I could just do it on my own and just like, hey, I you was, could. And just you have so much, could. much as much success.
0: Good question. Look, I think everybody has a potential. Like, I think that's like what I love about. A cell phone, like you have the power in your hand. It used to be a television network that stopped you from getting on their shows or getting a show on your network. You have the power. So I do feel like everyone has that. But like, I also want to acknowledge that like somebody who has a great YouTube channel, they're great because they probably have a team behind them. They probably have other folks who do stuff, but they probably started by themselves and then added that later. Because if you don't love the thing, if you don't care about the thing, you can throw money on it, but people might not want to watch it anyway. Like, there's, I don't know, I heard somebody say, oh, like there's this bajillionaire guy that wants to be like us famous social media person he spent millions of dollars to get him marketing to make him a star and like nobody cares so maybe this person's not interesting or whatever so like you could throw money on it i mean it's hard i would say for a lot of people paying someone to do your social media when you don't really know what you're saying or who you're saying it to isn't always fruitful um it's hard. I look, marketing firms can be like, I have a blog on my website that like breaks down pricing in my industry of like, if you hire a freelancer, here's what it could cost. If you hire an agency, here's what it could cost. And also like there's different use cases of who can benefit from each of these kinds of options, right? Yeah. You don't have a marketing person in house, but you want someone who knows all the what's current, all the insights on every single platform an agency might be your, your go-to bet. Cause they'll do all the work for you and keep the deadlines. Um, but it might be more costly than getting a freelancer, but your freelancer might quit halfway through and you might not know what they did. And then you might not know how to get it back to where it was. (laughs) So like, there's all these pros and cons of what you need. I think a lot of people don't understand what they want. And that's why I like to figure that out with them as part of my service is like, okay, let's understand where you are, what advantages you have. Let's pull out your story, right? There's, everyone's got a story and let's use that to like help people see what the the situation is. So is a marketing, like, could you be a musician and do it all on your own? You could, I mean, we've seen it on TikTok, but like, there's a huge advantage when you do have support like that. Um, that's, why, like, that's why I don't like my service. A lot of times I, I like actively, I'm like, if you're starting from zero, it's going to be a lot harder for me to get you what you need than it is if you already have people. And that's why I'm like, I always am very careful. Like, I have a couple clients like that. And I'm like, here's what you have. Here's what you're going to need to do. If you want to get attention, you probably need press. So one of them hired a PR person. I'm like, bless you, good move, right? One of them happens to be really good at press. So I know the minute he has all of this capturability prepared he can amplify his his thing because now people know what his thing is and they can look up their website and he can see what they what they're doing all this stuff so did he need a firm to do all that stuff no he did it on his own as a base um but if you don't have the base it's like ugh, there's i don't know i have a lot of thoughts on this but like depends on where you are if you really i don't know it's very delicate yeah it's I, delicate it's yeah a I, skill.
1: I, yeah we're kind of running a short on time here but was, ah, okay yeah you're good but that's what i was wondered that could it be done? But I think I have agree with you that it can be, but like you said, it's delicate. It might be a rough road. Yeah. I think. But if you don't mind, I don't know what exactly. Yeah. Cause I think okay, here's yeah. what it is. Here's
0: what it is, is that this is what, this is this is what I tell people. The one guarantee, if you want to succeed on social media, the one guarantee that you have, there is one mm-hmm. it takes a little bit more. It takes a lot more legwork. If you build relationships with the people you, you serve. So if somebody says, Hey, Chris, I just listened to your one episode oh my gosh, you're wonderful. You're my new friend. Maybe you check in with them every few months and be like, hey, are you still listening to my show? Oh, I'm going to go listen to another one. If you have that level of relationship with people too, just why I say when you already have a network outside of the internet, like you have that, you already have this advantage, potentially. Um, when you can build those relationships with people, that's where you can really succeed. And that's where if you have enough trust, even when you, when we talked about this earlier, when you do screw up, they're more willing to be flexible. They're more willing to be like, hey, you know, Chris, here's a tip for your podcast or here. Oh, he You should talk to this really cool, famous person that you would never have access to because you're friends with them or whatever. Like that's where that magic happens. It takes time and energy and a lot of trust, but it matters. Right. I'll give you, can I tell you this story? A client just told me this today. He said he, he did a survey for his new, so he's trying to build a social media platform on his own, which is so wild. He put out a survey to get research and all that stuff. And then one random guy has been following him on social media. And says, Hey, can you listen to my podcast? and Give me feedback. Cause this guy is knowledgeable on this topic. My client spent all this time giving feedback. And then afterwards he's like, Oh, I wonder if I should ask this guy for feedback on my new social media platform in this video I made, he sends them the video. And this guy did nothing. Okay. And not that it has to be reciprocal, but like this guy basically wouldn't do nice thing. Like it was like, he expected something from this, my client. And probably maybe he could have easily spammed 10 people the same question and my client took the time to answer but like he didn't appreciate the client's time and energy for spending the time on that show or it's like when a podcast host flakes on me and nobody they don't even say oh my gosh i'm so sorry they just say oops i had a client meeting run over like that's rude right
1: i've been there yep i've never And i don't been love there. that yep what Oh, i was just so, saying like i've had people do it to me and it was like what the fuck like at least send like- me something at yeah. least send
0: you something or apologize because exactly. then it makes that person look bad. And if that's the energy you're bringing into the world, then yeah, you could probably go on and get on a hundred podcasts. Like I could like, you know, shy, I like guess on a hundred podcasts tomorrow. But I would half can I say half ass it? Like if I didn't listen, I always listen to my you know hosts, I listen to their shows to really get a sense of who they are. Good. Like, you know, but like a lot of people will just be like, let's go through the numbers, but then it's like, oh, you're just a person that's spammy and annoying and <laughs> <laughs> Like right, so it's like it's like these are like life skills. These are social skills that I know you and I had to earn, right? Yeah. So it's you don't want to take advantage of people like that. So when you have that good energy and that heart of a real person in it, that to me is the only way to guarantee. And if you start with just ten people, fine. You don't need a million of those. So. So those are the people who are really going to care. You keep building that up because maybe they'll tell their friends about it, right? So <laughs> that's how you win.
1: Love it. <laughs> take it home on that right there, Shelly. Uh, yes. If, if people want to find you and all that good stuff, feel free, feel free to plug away.
0: Oh my gosh! I am all over the internet, especially places you've never heard of before. Like, don't don't look too hard; you'll find
1: whatever you want to do. My
0: TikToks from 2016 that are on my TikTok account because TikTok was around in 2016 under a different name. So uh, I'm on. I live for LinkedIn. So if you want a very low barrier, follow me on LinkedIn. I always put out really cool, fun, easy social media tips all the time. My favorite thing is if you get on my email list and you do that by signing up for my collection of my favorite LinkedIn profiles uh, that will help you engage your people help make it really, really clear what you do and how much you'll care about them if, if they're your ideal client. Uh, I also have, like I mentioned here, like I have a hashtag video for like Instagram hashtags that I made. That you can buy and it's on my website. Um, if you really love what we're doing here, I do work with people like this where we do like a, a much more deeper version of what we did here, where I kind of can pull out ideas from your brain and like show you what magic you are missing on application on. So I do that in a more extended thing. But the way people always work with me is I do like a video review where I like... I s- I hate the word stalk, but I kind of stalk you on the internet, tell you what works and what doesn't. So the tip I gave you earlier about putting the juice to the top, I can literally show you in a video, like here's this post, here's where you can make it better. Here's what was good. And here's what would make it shine. So that's usually the first way that people start with me. It's a very low barrier to entry way to get my feedback on everything and anything you have on the internet. Uh, so that's my thing. You can find me at yoursocialmediasherpa.com woohoo cool. uh, And you'll see all the details there and you'll see me on chris's show which is fabulous
1: charlie thank you for doing this man this is awesome you're you're, Same. Bad, you're badass
0: you too and i want to see i now i'm gonna follow you actually i'm gonna uh, make sure i, gonna, make sure I got the
1: juice at the top is my one takeaway right now so
0: juice at the top everything and anything uh, just run through it and you Maybe you only have to do it once, right? You already have your notes, right? Exactly. It's probably the same thing you write on your podcast descriptions. You can probably reapply to your LinkedIn descriptions, to your Instagram. It's going to be great. Uh, I'll tell you this. Here's my social media closing quote that I wish I had written, but I did not. It's not original, but it feels like it came from my soul. Social media is about the people, not about your business. Provide for the people and the people will provide for you.
1: Ooh, love it.
0: <laughs> okay
1: cool thanks thanks, thanks thanks again love it thanks
0: for having me it's been a lovely <laughs> yeah, evening fun we'll today. do it
1: again I, i'm getting more tips from you
0: so. let's do it let's do it uh and i survived the thunderstorm so yay to that
1: <laughs> it's all good all good vibes here so all you right people, we're out of here be good to yourselves bye